Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Game, and this is your early Masters DFS preview. It's a first look, and joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. What up, Greg? Oh, this is, uh, it's finally here, right? I mean, it's right around the corner. The Augusta National Women's Amateur starts. We're we're right here. Um, So just Valero, Texas, open to go. But uh, as usual, or at least the past couple of times, we get the DFS lineups uh, a little bit early. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's right. CNN also joining us. We we intended to do this show on Monday. Draft did not cooperate. Drop the pricing in. Here we are on a Tuesday afternoon, pricing in hand, and we are ready to rock and roll. Welcome to the show. Yeah, and the cool thing is we we got to do you know kind of a different a betting odds show when when we did it uh, yesterday. So now we've got a DFS preview, which is like a week and a half early, like Greg said. I mean, we're going to be talking about the Masters for, I mean, no disrespect to the Valero Texas Open. We'll talk about that, too, of course. Um, But listen, man, we got about two weeks to talk Masters, so let's do it. Let's get it started. Let's absolutely do it. Don't worry. There will still be your full Masters DFS preview. That'll come Monday of Masters Week. Obviously, a full week of content over here at the First Cut Pod Daily with picks, predictions, round-by-round recaps. And if you want to drop your Masters pick to win in an Apple podcast review, that'll get you an opportunity to win a subscription to Sportsline for an entire year. you got to leave your Twitter handle in the review, and you have to be following first cut pot on twitter so can tell you if you want pick the winner that'll get you involved uh real quick before we i want to jump in, deep into the pricing but before we do greg let's talk about the course augusta national uh obviously we just saw it in november how do we think that might be different than what we see right now with a a, a more traditional april date as we're hearing from uh, from Jordan Spieth, he believes that it's going to it's already uh, much firmer and much faster. So uh, it's kind of interesting when the golf course gets firm, the the fairways don't necessarily play as firm as uh, they don't necessarily match the firmness of the greens because they because of the mowing pattern. So they they mow the um, they mow the fairways from the green back to the tee, which slows the ball down a little bit. You're not going to see a hundred yards of release in the fairways, but when the greens get really firm. The golf course gets uh, quite interesting, and I I would not expect if that holds up for the next week and a half, I would not expect to see a score of twenty under win like we saw with Dustin Johnson. Um, that being said, I I still think it benefits the same type of player. It benefits a guy who hits the ball really solidly, as Mark would say, a flusher, a guy who hits it high, um, who has the ability to stop the ball on the green. So when it gets firmer, when it gets faster, it has a way to separate the field a little bit and really highlight the guys that are really striking it well. 
All right, let's jump into the player pool, into the pricing. $11,500 for a defending champion, Sia Dustin Johnson. John Rahm, a flat 11000 with Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley rounding out the 10K and above golfers. Uh, this, as tradition, a tradition unlike any other on DraftKings, means soft pricing, and you can fit in a lot of really great players into a single lineup. Yeah, it's funny because everybody that makes a Masters lineup is always like, oh my gosh, I have the best lineup ever. Nobody can beat me. I've got like, the I mean, winner right here. Yeah, right here. it's so obvious. Uh, you, so, you know, there's that. But I mean, it, the cool thing about that is is you can fit, you know, your, your DJs up at the top of your JTs, whoever you want to choose, and really have plenty of money to go around. I mean, I know last Masters, DJ was my guy. He was a very popular pick, but I just liked him so much. And frankly, this time around, I also like him so much. Relative to the rest of the guys up at the top, I think DJ is my favorite guy. Perhaps a close second for me. I mean, you know, Bryson makes sense. I think Justin Thomas is a close second for me in, in terms of that elite range. But I'll tell you, I know DJ's been a little flat, a little questionable with the driver as of late, but he's probably going to be my main guy in this elite range. Interesting. I don't know if I can, uh, man, I, I want to play Dustin Johnson. I still see a discount on Rom. I see a discount on DeChambeau. I see a discount on Justin Thomas. Uh, Greg, when you start parsing this out and you see Rory McIlroy and Xander Shoffley working at the bottom of this 10K range, uh, I, I almost feel like these two guys shouldn't be in the 10K range. No, no offense to Xander Shoffley, who's been great, but we've got Patrick Cantlay lurking, things like that. And then Rory, uh, who by all accounts has been, has been struggling, still holding a $10,200 price tag. Right. For those guys to be above the Cantleys and the Morikawas seems, based on recent form, it seems a little bit off. And with Rory working with a new swing coach, not that he's going through a swing change or anything, but it's just it's a sign that there's been some struggles. We've seen him hit some erratic tee shots. Um, and, and I don't know if he's had enough time to kind of straighten that out and get himself into form to where he actually contends, where he can actually pay for himself. And when you're looking at a guy like Bryson DeChambeau, who knows exactly what he's doing, and we know exactly what he's doing, um, at, at least much of it, uh, it, it feels hard to play a guy like Rory McIlroy. It feels hard to play a guy like Xander Shoffley. Xander had a run earlier in the year where he was rattling off um, near wins. And it was getting to the point where we're wondering, well, what's, what's holding him back? Why can't he win? Um, and, and it was similar to Rory right now. I know Rory struggled with some different things, but Xander to me was getting erratic off the tee down the stretch. He would have a week where he was driving it great um, and increase his distance, which is interesting. It's a, it's an interesting point, which um, I look forward to diving into as the week goes on. But he seems to be a little bit off. He doesn't seem to be in the form that we're accustomed to seeing Xander Shoffley in. So I'm I'm curious about those two guys. And right now, I don't have enough evidence to, to play them. So just like you, Sia, just like you, Rick, Bryson and JT feel like the guys. They feel like the go-to guys because of the discount. My biggest fear right now is that I'm chasing a discount and I'm leaving the best player on the table with Dustin Johnson. Dropping down to the 9K range, we can just kind of go through. We don't have to stay in the 9K range here. See, we can just kind of bop all over. But I'm showing the, the cheat sheet from rickrungood.com right now. And I see Jordan Spieth at $9,400. By the time we get to Masters Thursday, he's probably going to be one of the top three or four shortest odds. He is listed at, what, the eighth, ninth most expensive golfer. Is it safe to say that Jordan Spieth will be one of the most uh, highly owned golfers of the week? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it... it 
completely makes sense that Jordan Spieth is going to be popular. But to be honest with you, there's a couple other guys in this range that I think are going to be equally as popular. I mean, we talked about Patrick Cantlay yesterday. I think it was um, I think it was uh, Greg sharing or maybe it was you, Rick, sharing a stat from Kyle Porter. So Patrick Cantlay, deservedly so, is going to be popular. And then, of course, Colin Morikawa is sitting right there, too. So I don't think Jordan Spieth is going to be so popular from a DFS standpoint that it's prohibitive to roster him. I really think those three guys I mentioned are all going to be popular. I mean, Brooks Kepka's on here. I mean, he's he's not playing, if we're being honest with ourselves here. And then you've got, you know, Tony Finau and Webb Simpson in that 9K range. Uh, Jordan, yeah, probably the most popular, but I think Colin Morikawa and, and Patrick Cantley are going to be very, very close behind, if not eclipsing him altogether. Yeah, I'm looking at my chops at a $9,800 Patrick Cantlay. Jordan Spieth, that's going to be an ownership play for me, Greg. But, uh, you know, you see some of these guys down here. Lee Westwood, who has had a a great history at Augusta National. He's sitting here at $8,800. He's playing well. Scotty Scheffler rounding into good form at $8,400. I mean, the $8,000 range is packed in a way we don't normally see on a weekly basis. So um, it, it's interesting. And there's something about the golf course that I didn't bring up the first time you asked me, Rick. And you bring up a guy like Scotty Scheffler. You bring up a guy like Colin Morikawa. And it brings that to light to me. If you're one of those players like the Sung J.M., like the Cam Smith, who played Augusta National in November for the very first time, it may have been a, a misleading experience to some mm. degree. When the golf course gets firm and fast, when the greens especially get really firm, um, it brings the nuance of the golf course into play a little bit more. It highlights those things. It highlights the need for tact more than just great ball striking. Um, and and you can get away with less, as any course is when the greens get firmer. It's just that Augusta National, the penalty for miss um, increases in its severity quite significantly. So I'm looking a guy like Jordan Spieth to me, who's playing great with his irons right now, striking the ball really solidly as, as we know, but also has the understanding of the golf course. He knows how to tact the golf course as well as anybody that I've seen. Um, I think he should be a favorite and I think he's worth taking the risk of ownership for me at that point because of that knowledge. So I, I have a, my concerns with the Morikawa's and the Scheffler's um, because of their lack of experience. And that makes Lee Westwood look pretty good. Lee, Lee Westwood looks like a a really nice fit. A Paul Casey looks like a really nice fit who's a little bit yeah. cheaper. And so so those more experienced players are guys that I'm favoring um, I'm favoring over the inexperienced players. I think November may have been a little misleading in that uh, from that standpoint. Paul Casey at like $7,700 is a joke. That's a joke number. He is going to be incredibly popular for good reason. See, I'm probably going to find different ways to differentiate because we, you know, we, we've talked like the, the, the idea of what Paul Casey's setting up for is great, but I, I think there's a lot of value. A name that you always talk about, uh, see, uh, Ryan Palmer, 60 five hundred dollars i i mean this is these are these are world-class players who put up a lot of fantasy points whether you let you know their name or not uh who who are some of the 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 early sleeper or value plays for you and we either have you on mute or there's something going wrong it was on mute i'll tell you from a few from a from a value play I like Sergio Garcia quite a bit. I mean, we know we have a former winner here. And honestly, you don't necessarily need to be a great putter at the Masters. I think Sergio has the ball striking game to 
to to win this thing again. But I love the value there. But if we go like if we go down a little bit, I mean Brian Harmon. I think we brought him up yesterday. He makes sense. I think Danny Willett, and I'm not just saying this because he's a former winner. I mean his game has kind of come on. Even last week he played really well over uh, at the Corrales. I like him. You mentioned Ryan Palmer, and and listen. I can't not say Lanto Griffin because of the Rick Gaiman <laughs> flow chart, right? I mean, that's right. He's really cheap. Yeah. Like, look, but, how, look I, how many I, scrolls it takes me to get down here, Greg. $6,400 for Griffin. Uh, I mean, some of his peers that you might want to consider, like Burned Wiesberger, CT Pan, uh, Griffin is definitely better than those guys. I could understand playing him, in, but again, even though he's he's an experienced professional golfer, he's not an experienced Masters player. And yeah. the, but the biggest concern to me, and this it leaves a huge question mark: the incident that happened on the 18th hole of the match play against Cam Smith. That kind of a short game display concerns me. Now, my thoughts on Lonto long term are that that's going to be a, a a very important moment in his career, and he'll learn from it, and he'll figure it out, and he'll learn to make it a strength. I'm just not sure that can happen in two weeks when the shots around the green here at Augusta are so much more demanding. I mean, the the shots around the green at, at Austin Country Club last week, greens were a little bit slower. They were they were quite soft. They were not complicated. This at the Masters this year, they're going to be quite complicated. And if you're doubting your ability to make solid contact around the greens, I have my concerns. And I, I think you're going to miss a lot of greens. This is the kind of course where the, the magic number for greens of regulation of winners seems to be around 50. Where you, so you're going to miss a lot of greens. And I have my questions with, uh, with Lonto Griffin, unfortunately, because I'm such a big fan. But there's another guy that I got I to gotta bring up who I think is a great sleeper. Um, and maybe shouldn't be a sleeper at all is Louis Oosthuizen coming off of an 0-3 performance at the match play in the group of death, as we called it. I think that's a little, uh, I, I think that's helping his price. And Louis is a guy with great experience here. He has a really nice course history here. So he understands how to play the course. He's swinging really well. And I, I mean, leading into the match play, Kyle Porter pointed out he's, he's putting better than anybody in the world. And while this is definitely a ball strikers golf course, you have to be confident on the greens um, in order to contend here. And I wouldn't be surprised if Louis contended um, that week. Experience is the word, Sia. And I'm looking at the last 10 years of course history in front of me here. And I see Louis's got great course history. You can go down to Justin Rose at 7,200. He's got a couple of runner-up finishes. He's been piling up top 15s. Matt Kuchar coming off of his deep run at the match play. He has piled up top 10 finishes at Augusta National despite missing the cut in 2020. Are there any kind of these course history guys that you might be leaning on a bit more uh, in Masters Week than normal weeks? Yeah, I mean, th th there's a couple guys that have good recent course history. I mean, we talked about Cam Smith as well. I, I like him quite a bit. Th and there's also a few guys that may not have extensive course history that, that I also think are a, a value play. A few in particular, just, you know, when the last Masters rolled around, that had really bad Sundays. So I think maybe they've remained under the radar, even though, you know, the first three days they were great. Abraham answers one. Matthew Wallace is another. And a guy I don't usually talk about a lot is Sebastian Munoz. I think all three of those guys are potentially sort of under the radar, low-owned plays that you could sneak into a lineup, make a cut, and do some damage for you from a scoring standpoint. 
Yeah, Munoz finished 19th in the November version of this event. Gentlemen, there is going to be plenty more DFS talk when it comes to the Masters because we're going to do our full Monday breakdown as we always do. But we couldn't wait. The, the, the pricing came out. We had to talk about some of these guys that stood out. But for now... Let me thank producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank Greg Ducharme, who you can find on Twitter at the Real GFD. Sia Najad, who you can find on Twitter at Sia Najad, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.